The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Hope everybody's ready for a new year. I mean, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I try to look back on 2019, decide whether it was good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But all I know is it went really, really fast, right? It went really, really fast. And maybe it's a function that, you know, and this is something I've got to ask one of our time experts when we have them on the program, but maybe it's a function of the older you get, the faster it goes. I know that people say that, but it doesn't make sense to me. But it did go really fast. And we're, as we approach not just a new year, but a new decade, we're going into 2020. I, it's hard for me to understand how we got here so fast, but I'm hoping it's going to be great. And I'm also hoping that um, as the program here continues to grow and we find new ways to reach more people, that we expand our conversations and we have more fun doing it. This is the year for it, right? 2020, we're going to do this. So um, as we as we move in that direction, what's today? Today is actually the, here on the East Coast anyway, it's the 27th. So we still have a few days of 2019 to go. But I know we're all looking ahead. We're all looking forward to 2020. And uh, let's all have some real positive thoughts and energy and put it all together. And let's make 2020 the year that turns everything around for everybody. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of angst in the world, right? A lot of angst. And let's, uh, let's see if we can put some good, positive mental energy into this and make a change. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something that's not necessarily looking ahead to 2020, but looking back. Something that has perplexed and uh, made us scratch our heads for a very, very long time. We've all heard the name Marilyn Monroe. I don't think we all appreciate how unbelievably monumental her life and very, very short career was. How she changed things for so many people in a lot of different ways. But we all know that she died uh, early and young, but we don't quite understand what happened. I mean, there's the story of Marilyn Monroe dying because of an accidental drug overdose. There's the story of Marilyn Monroe dying because the Kennedys were involved. Um, And there's a lot of other stories in between. But tonight, our guest, Gary Williams, has written a book called The Murder of Marilyn Monroe. That title alone may give you a hint as to what he's discovered and what we're going to talk about tonight. Gary, hey, welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. It's great to have you here with us. Yeah. My third time. Can you hear me here in Spain? <laughs> um, oh, you're in Spain tonight. Here, here, well, I've been in Spain all my life, so <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Good morning from Spain. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Meryl Monroe of uh, some ghost series uh, where she's been seen, you know, around the house, and you know, I'm sure because you know associated well you know the ghost hunter show and everything all of that very interesting my connection personally was with one of her best friends she's also dead unfortunately when i was living in london uh susan strasberg was of course the daughter of lee strasberg who founded the method acting school in new york obviously marilyn rose studied at that school and Susan was best friends through, we're getting, connecting to the psychic, everything goes back to psychic in a way, um, through Jess Stern. Uh, Jess Stern was a writer, wow, he's so famous, but no, nobody knows who he was anymore, okay, so lived in Malibu, I lived in Malibu, you know, everybody lived in Malibu. I didn't have the money, you know, Jess had, but anyway, walking down the beach one day, and uh, you were talking about Jay-Z Knight, and, you know, he said, you know, that was all fake, you know, the whole Ramtha thing was fake, but he said, let me tell you something about Susan. Susan knew how she died. And, of course, don't forget that let's uh, identify Jess again. Uh, he wrote Edgar Casey. Uh, the Sleeping Prophet, of course, Edgar Casey was, you know, world famous. So he wrote, he wrote the, you know, lots of books, too. Uh, Susan, I, so that's how I got connected. And then we went out to lunch one day in Hollywood, um, I don't know, about 30 years ago. Um, and 
you know, it was the most expensive hamburger I ever had. <laughs> I've never had any money in my whole life, you know. So anyway, so we had this lunch, and she starts to tell me, um, Susan, she said, it was the Kennedys, and if she had kept her mouth shut, she'd still be alive today. The oh, wow. problem wasn't that she was going to give that press conference the next Monday morning. She could have given the press conference. No, you know, she was going to say, you know, Bobby, you know, said he would marry me, and you know, we had sex and all that, and that's all great. The the, the problem was that she told everybody that she was going to give the press conference, and so that's why she died. If you look up on the internet and you type in Marilyn Rowe, Dr. Greenson, you'll get a tape. You'll get a, a little recording. <laughs> it actually says, it's actually Dr. Greenson speaking. And he says, I can't tell you this without telling you that. I can tell you this, but I can't tell you that. I'm in an awful position. <laughs> yeah, he's in an awful position because he was part you know, of killing her. Um, so let's go back, and then we'll talk about some ghost stuff in a minute because there is some interesting ghost stuff involved here, too. Uh, it's really interesting. All right, well, hold on, hold uh, on a second. Hold on a second. Bobby oh, Kennedy. Oh, Gary? Yeah, Bobby Ken Gary. Okay, hold go on. ahead, yeah? Yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah. I just want to make sure we know what we're talking about here. This was Doctor Who now, and what was his relationship in this whole? Dr. Greenson was her psychiatrist. Okay. Greenson. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was... So he yeah, was it's Mar all documented, you know, psychiatrist for, you know, he was however many years. He was Marilyn Monroe's psychiatrist. Clearly, clearly yes. he yes. had some yes. inside information. Yes, he was her psychiatrist. Okay. okay. So now we have, you know, Bobby Kennedy and Dr. Greenson, uh, you know, <laughs> basically cohorts in the murder, because she said, I'm going to spring it on Monday morning, and, you know, the world will know. Peter Lawford is driving the car. Peter's driving, and he gets stopped by a cop, and the cop says, you know, you're going 100 miles an hour or whatever, and he says, oh, I have the attorney general in the back seat, and I have to be driving him to the airport. And the cop says, well, if you're driving him to the airport, you're going the wrong way. You're going the opposite way uh, to Los Angeles Airport. So so we got Dr. Greenson and Bobby Kennedy in the back seat on the night of the murder where he was said to be, um, well, it was supposedly he was just up in San Francisco. But he couldn't be in San Francisco if he was in Los Angeles at the same time. So there you go. Uh, through Susan and Jess Stern, who we've just talked about Jess Stern, uh, through Susan, I became convinced, and she's no longer with us either, I'm so, I'm so sorry to say. Um, she wrote a wonderful book called Maryland and Me, if your listeners want to look it up. Uh, the deal is that through what she told me about the days leading up to her death, the book I'm writing now, and it might take five years to write, I don't know. It's not Gary has written the book. Gary is writing the book, okay, is very interesting. I would have to go so far as to say that there's a lot of uncovered information in um, uh, attempt to make a national television show, I developed a pilot about psychic subjects. And in that pilot, unfortunately, the Sci-Fi Channel uh, did not want to buy it, unlike Ghost Hunters, which is <laughs> all very nice. You know, some people make it, some people don't. It happens. <laughs> um, it happens, yes. It happens. Is that... Um, I went to the house at Fifth Helena Drive. Oh my God, it's changed owners again. I think it's changed owners twice since um, Marilyn died. And we were going to, as part of our pilot presentation, I think I had about you know, 16 subjects anyway, um, 
tape in there. We're going to tape in there. Yeah, because, and don't forget that the part we taped was in the guest cottage, and that's where she really died. Right, Gary, let's hold it right there because we have to go to break, and I know this is, this is some good information, so we don't want to cut you off during it. Um, when we come back from the break, we'll pick it up where we left off. It's Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's JV here. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Beyond Reality Radio. Some of you are new to the program. And some of you have been with us for years. And no matter if you're interested in ghosts, the UFO phenomenon, conspiracy discussions, or any of the other topics we explore on this program, we do it for you. Our goal here is to help find answers to some of the world's most enduring mysteries. And as we continue to bring you interviews and discussions each night, it's important that we get your feedback and, even more importantly, your support. The media landscape is forever changing, and as it does, we need to be able to change with it. That's why it's important for you right now to go to our youtube channel and subscribe once on youtube just search for jv johnson you'll find it there subscribe it's all free and it'll make you part of our global community in addition beyond reality radio is available as a podcast go to your favorite podcast platform and search for beyond reality radio and subscribe there as well And finally, we have an archive program that you may enjoy as well. This show can be found on major podcast platforms, and it's called Beyond Reality Paranormal. By supporting us in one or all of those places, you can be sure we'll be able to continue to deliver quality shows to you, no matter what form the media landscape takes. As a paranormal historian, I promise you the best and most entertaining conversations as we continue to hunt for the truth. And it's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Tonight we're talking with Gary Williams. He's been on the program a number of times, but tonight we're talking about a topic that's a little bit different, something else. We're talking about Marilyn Monroe's death. Was it suicide? Was it murder? Was it accidental? Gary's got some inside information. That's what we're talking about tonight. Gary, before we get into the cottage story that you were headed toward before we had to go to break here, let's back it up. What was the official version of of the death of Marilyn Monroe. What did the authorities say actually happened? The official version was probable suicide. And there's no way it could be probable suicide because if you want to look at the facts leading up to her, you know, that time, um, you know, the movie that she was fired from was being renewed. Uh, They were hiring her back. Um, something's got to give. That was the name of the movie. Something's got to give, and and they were hiring her back at more money. Uh, nothing was going wrong, but she told several people. And I'm sorry, I cannot mention the name because I don't remember it. So I can't mention the name because I can't mention the name. I remember uh, uh, down in Malibu. Everybody's everything seems to happen in Malibu. I, mean, I don't know why. Um, that um, a few days before, a guy that she knew, she was platonic friends with, uh, that she was going to do this, that she was going to reveal the world, because she had had a sexual relationship with Bobby Kennedy and and with the president. Yeah. You know, and of course, we all know, unless when I say we all know, my God, I mean, it's like, do do we really all know? You know, uh, President Kennedy was very promiscuous. So, but it was with Bobby that she had this, you know, deal where, you know, they're going to, he was going to leave Ethel and be with her. So what happened was, yes, answering your question, yeah, leading up to it, I mean, uh, I mean, she had, she had a, a wonderful life. She had no reason to kill herself. And something's got to give was being renewed. Yes, she had a psychiatric problem, um, you know. Dr. Greason was a doctor and all that. But, you know, through all that, um, many people have psychiatric problems. But she was able to produce all these movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. and buy a house on uh, in, in Westwood. Right. Um, yeah. Did, did okay, she, hold so on, there did you go. She, hold so on. that answers that question. But, but, okay, where, where but, should we move on from here? Hold on. What, did, what, did, you're did, the host <laughs> of the show. I was hoping for Jason to be on. So yeah, he's not on tonight. We can talk about she, ghosts. We can still talk about ghosts, Scary. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, Um, Did she, did she, um, is there a possibility that she accidentally overdosed? Was there any possibility of an accidental death here? No, no. Because of two things um, that 
I believe, Susan Strasberg, again, you know, not an intimate friend of mine, but a, 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 an acquaintance, uh, Susan would have known if, um, because there was a number of things that were going on that night. And she called several people. She called Peter Lawford to come over. He didn't come. Okay. And she called another friend. I can't not remember her name anymore. She was actually quite a... Um, Jeannie Carmen. Yeah, she called Jeannie Carmen, and she said, I'm too drunk and I can't do it. Marilyn said that? Uh, I can't. Well, Marilyn called Jeannie Carmen. Right. And said, come over. I need your help. Okay. And she didn't come. Okay. So, you know, whatever, X, Y, and Z, whatever, who knows. Um, the deal is that because of the evidence of Peter Lawford driving the car, hello, and the attorney general's in the back seat, and, and, and so is, you know, Grinson on the night in which Kennedy was supposed to be in San Francisco. And this is a story that holds. Yeah. That he was never in L.A., Help that he was out. giving a speech in San Francisco. How can he be giving a speech in San Francisco where he stopped by a cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help and Greenson's in the back seat, too. Right. Help us out, though, Gary. You keep, you're keep well, re you referencing this. Would you this? like to know what really happened? Hold on, uh, hold on. I, I'll, I'll make it, you know, because I know this show doesn't go on forever. No, but would you on, like Gary. to know what really happened? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I... I not everybody has as much knowledge about this as you do or familiarity with it. And you're talking about a car being driven. You're going to have to explain that a little bit more. Yes. Who the driver Peter was. Peter driving a car in Los Angeles <clears throat> with the Attorney General Bobby Kennedy in the backseat on the night of her, of her death in which he was supposedly, according to all the records, in San Francisco. So he was in L.A. on that night. He was stopped by a cop going the wrong way. You know, if you're driving Mr. Kennedy to the airport, you're driving the wrong way. Okay, so, yeah, all the records say, oh, no, 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 he was in San Francisco. So he was not in San Francisco. That does not confirm that he murdered Marilyn Monroe. But why is Dr. Greenson in the back seat with Bobby Kennedy and Peter Lawford, who was always a sucker? You know, I always liked Peter. Um, he had a miserable life. Um, but anyway, we could spend hours on talking about. All right, hold on. Though know, I want to stay. On, I want to stay on this car for a minute. Okay, so if if first of all, Bobby Kennedy obviously was a press magnet. So d were they ever 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 able to pr produce any kind of video or audio evidence that he was in San Francisco? That they had that no, you know, no. So there's nothing. No. The evidence was by a cop who, who I guess they could look it up in the police records. You know, when you get stopped by a, tra yeah, a traffic yeah. ticket, right, right, right. But, yeah. but that's, that's evidence. That's evidence yeah. that he wasn't. He was in L.A., not in San Francisco. Was there anything correct that would co correct. have corroborated the fact that he was in San Francisco instead? It sounds like the answer is no. Yeah. No. Okay, Nothing. so if no. if in okay. fact Bobby Kennedy was in the back of a car in Los Angeles, um, what is the assumption? What was he up to there? I mean, I obviously I know there's some, there's a relationship. Well, he was there because he had to hush her up, and so here's what Susan told me that he went there twice on that day and said, you know, we have to have the notebook, Marilyn, where she had been writing down things, you know, all down to who knows how long, you know, uh, writing down stuff. And, you know, we have to have the notebook. They actually never found the notebook um, where she had been doing this. But, uh, you know, he was, you know, beside himself because of all of this. What I would say to you is this. That when he went the last time, he said, you cannot do this. You cannot give this press conference. And she said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And I believe Susan told me that she said the following words. You don't know who you, you, don't know who you think you are, because he was Attorney General of the United States. I'm Marilyn Monroe, and I'm going to do it. Um... Greenson was involved and 
let's go to a couple of things because I know the show doesn't go on forever. Because I want to cover this evidence and I want to get into ghost stuff too. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know about. There's an ambulance driver called James Hall. And he has a different story. And he's had five, oh, he's dead now, by the way. Um, everybody's dead except me. Um, <laughs> five or, he had five or six um, tests, you know, where you uh, polygraph tests. Lie detector, yeah, polygraphs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lie detector, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had five, I couldn't think of it, yeah, five or six. Um, okay, on that night... We picked her up. He was an ambulance, James Hall, for the Schaefer Ambulance Company. They received a call at whatever o'clock to pick up somebody at 5th Helena Drive, and that was Marilyn Monroe. They took her to Santa Monica Hospital. This has never been officially recorded. He's had five polygraph tests. Okay. And he said, and we brought her back, and she was still alive. Whoa, 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 is, whoa. Gary, are you telling me right now that she went to the hospital in yes. an ambulance and she was okay and brought back home? Yes, by James Hall, who's had these five polygraph tests. Okay. Wow, okay. Then he says, then, because don't forget, he's an ambulance driver, so he's, you know, he has the whatever they call it today, you know, we supposedly able to resuscitate or whatever. You know, he's not a doctor. Okay. But we're trying to bring her back. You know, we brought her back. We brought her back to the hospital. We brought her back to the house. And then her doctor arrived. Here we go. Now you're getting the, you know, the thrill moment of the show. Right. Okay. Dr. Grinson arrives. Dr. Grinson arrives with uh, a needle. And he plunges it into her heart. This is James Hall under polygraph, okay? And he plunges it into her heart, and she dies. And James Hall was standing there and said, you don't have to do any more. She's dead now. Of course, the obvious answer was that, you know, supposedly, theoretically, you know, he was trying to save her life. <laughs> In reality, you know, he was, you know, trying to kill her. Uh, then we have Sergeant Clemens. Jack Clemens was the first police officer on the scene called by Mrs. Murphy at 3 o'clock in the morning or, you know, whatever it was. And Jack Clemens was fired, like, instantly because, of course, the Kennedys had a lot of money. He said, this is staged. She didn't die that way. Um, she, uh, and, and don't forget Greenson standing there and he says she must have taken all these pills and yeah, and, and, and Sergeant Clemens says BS wow. BS so who, who was Mrs. Murphy how did she you die know, like that hold on, Gary. I don't buy it Gary, well, you said he Mrs. didn't buy it Gary, you, go ahead. Because we know, I know we don't have no, the rest a, of our, but I want to talk about the ghost no, we, stuff we, too. But we, go we, ahead. We yeah, have, go we have, ahead. We have yeah. plenty of time. Um, you said that uh, Mrs. Murphy called. Uh, what the police or the the yeah, police? Who is Mrs. Murphy? Who is she? Who is she? Who is Mrs. Well, Mrs. Murphy? Was her uh, uh, live-in maid? You okay. know, right. uh, okay. and don't forget that Mrs. Murphy was supplied by Doctor Greenson. Greenson, so she was a plant. Uh, yes. Okay. You know, um, I mean, Marilyn and Doctor Greenson had a relationship, which is. Quite obviously, according to Susan, um, very treacherous. Because if you have a sexual relationship with your psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is blanking his patient, you are disbarred immediately. Yeah, yeah that's not good stuff. So, yeah. yeah, and that's what Susan told me. So he had something to cover up, too. Yeah. There, and that- the, problem, the problem was always... You know, how are we going to shut Marilyn up? And and I'm going to be kind. Uh, Let's shut her up in a nice way first, you know. But let's just ask her, you know. You know, just please, Marilyn, you know, just don't talk about this stuff anymore, you know. You know, be nice. After you've been nice and it doesn't work, then you don't have that many um, 
options. Sergeant Clemens was fired the same day. Sergeant Clemens was a police um, officer, right? He was a policeman. Yeah, okay. he was Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the first guy on the scene. He yeah. was the first one, right? He stood there, and and Dr. Grinson said, you know, <laughs> she must have taken all of these. There's many, wow. many, many YouTube videos on this, by well, the way. All right, let's and there is a YouTube video, which your viewers can... Um, Viewers like you, I work for PBS. I was up in Boston, WGBH. So yeah. viewers like you, um, <laughs> you can look at and see the uh, evidence where there is a tape. You can actually hear yeah. his yeah. voice. Yeah. You type into Google, you type into to YouTube, uh, Marilyn Monroe, Dr. Grace, <laughs> what do you get? You know, I can't tell you this, but I can tell you that. I would like to tell you this, but I can't tell you that. Uh, and then what I would like to tell you is talk to Bobby Kennedy. Now, that is his voice saying that. He's wow. dead, of course. Wow. Okay. Uh, Tonight we're talking with Gary Williams. We've had him on the show a number of times. His website is GaryWilliamsParanormal.com. He's got several books to his credit, including The Foreseeable Future, The Mystery of Precognition, and A Walk on the Wild Side, One Man's Experiences with Psychic Phenomenon. And uh, Gary, uh, we only have a couple minutes in this segment, but the book we're talking about tonight, or the concept we're talking about tonight, The Murder of Marilyn Monroe, that's being written currently? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly how long it might take. I'm having problems uh, with the Freedom of Information Act, um, getting documents that I need to prove certain things, F-O-I, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, and Stan had that problem, too. You know, when he was trying to get UFO stuff, you know, Stan, was Stan, of course, was Stan Friedman, died in the Toronto airport. Um yeah. So the, yeah. So the answer to that question is, um, it's a work in progress. So uh, can you tell me approximately how many minutes we have? Because I want to talk about the ghost stuff. All right, we have, we about, can do that. We have ninety we, seconds here. Ten minutes, fifteen no, no, minutes. No, 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 no. Hold on. We have what? nine. We have ninety seconds here. Then we go to our next break, and then we've got a lot of time in the next hour. Oh, just had a when I was on WBT in Charlotte. You know, we just had sixteen commercials. Hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, they they never fired me anyway. Okay, so you have to. Uh, <laughs> we have. <laughs> okay, so what's your question before you go to the break? Yeah, ask me a question. Well, I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay, before right. you go to the break. So what I had just asked, yeah. what I had just asked, was about the timing of the new book. You're working on the murder of Marilyn Monroe. Timing is, that, is I don't know. Is that going to be the title? Five years. Is that going to be the title? The murder yeah. of Marilyn Monroe. That's the title. Okay, are you are you unless I can get some information, you know, from other people, most of whom are dead. Yeah, well that makes it hard. That makes it really difficult. Are you one hundred percent are you one hundred percent convinced that Marilyn Monroe's death was not a suicide, was not an accidental overdose of some fashion. It was murder. Okay. That was murder. And um we can talk about some other ghost stuff we'll get when there. you come back from yeah. the next break. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, yes, uh, it was murder, and I can't prove it legally, but I can give you a lot of evidence, you know, okay. for that. And not just Susan Strasberg, you know, but she's dead too. But Gary, you keep mentioning ghosts. There's ghosts as part of this story. Where does the ghost angle come into this? Well. I'll tell you how it comes into it very, very easily, is when I was producing, and I was the producer, actually, for Strange But True, um, you know, the, my paranormal talk show never got made, and, you know, they never picked it up. Uh, we did go to several channels, you know. We went to Sci-Fi, and they took Ghost Hunters instead. So um, what we did was we contacted the people who owned the house, so, as I've mentioned already, two or three different people have owned it since Maryland. So, yes, we've seen her um, ghost. We've seen her in the cottage, you know, in the guest cottage. We've seen this, we've seen that. Now, here's where I would like to make, and I hope you're, I'm going to get some calls on this. Uh, I believe in the atmosphere, <laughs> this is going to be one that will throw everybody I believe in the atmospheric photograph theory. Oh my! God. What is the atmospheric photograph 
century. Yeah, what is it? Let's talk about Peter Underwood, who was the Ghost Club. That's an actual thing, by the way. Um, Peter Underwood was the president of the Ghost Club for like 40-odd years. He, he died last year. Uh, the atmospheric photograph theory was when we were talking about Borley. Oh, my God, now we have to explain Borley. Oh, what is Borley? Borley, of course, was Borley Rectory, the most haunted house in England. The problem was that nobody could understand how the nun could be appearing. Okay, the nun is Marilyn Monroe. Let's go back and forth. Uh, Over and over again. Well, Peter Underwood said on a BBC program, I believe in the atmospheric photograph theory, which is that if someone has had a powerful experience, you know, died a strange death or whatever, um, that's recorded on that place, in that place, and it can be repeated over and over again. It is not, and again, to go back to your um, friend who isn't on the show, um, I like I like looking at that show. You know when it was on years ago. Um, to go back to that, no, it is not the spirit of that person. It is not Marilyn Monroe's ghost who haunts the place. It is a reproduction of um, again Peter Underwood. Look him up. Um, the atmospheric photograph theory. You know, that sounds like a crazy name, but, you know, he maybe he made up the name. I don't know. But, yes, uh, because, and let's look at this from, an, and i got some more evidence for you, too, which I hope you're going to like, is that if it was really Marilyn Monroe haunting it, and she wanted to come back, if, if when a human being dies, if there is nothing beyond this life better than this, Fingers crossed, let's hope. Why would she want to come back to a place where she had a horrible, miserable life? We know. Oh, got a drum roll now. Let's write this one down. Uh, Yeah, write it down. Make sure everybody understands. Uh, The Leslie Flint tapes. We got all these new names. Peter Underwood, Leslie Flint. Okay. Leslie Flint was, I knew Les, you know, he's gone to, died in 94, by the way, 1994, a independent voice medium in England. All these people were English. I don't know why. Had all these gifts. He could reproduce, I say he, he didn't do it himself, spirit, spirit world, whatever you want to believe, uh, the actual voice. In the air, independent of his vocal cords. In other words, he wasn't mumbling in trance. It was not his voice. And there's thousands of these recordings on YouTube. Thousands. Type in Leslie Flint recordings. Of Meryl Monroe saying, I did not kill myself. And you can find that, you know, at your leisure. I do feel that it is sad in a way that people, you know, again, nothing against ghost hunters or anything like that, that people have got this idea that if there is a ghost, it is the actual spirit of that person haunting that. It's not. It's a reproduction. It's an astral replay. Let's use that word replay. I like that word. Sure, yeah. Uh, It's an astral replay of something that happened donkeys years ago or, you know, whatever. Uh, and we can go back to Borley, because in, uh, in all honesty, you know, Borley was the most haunted place in the world. Yeah, and it was haunted. Who knows? I don't know why. But I got to tell you, the, the, the deal with Borley was there were about a thousand astral replays, but I don't think there was any none. You know, in Maryland, of course, would not want to come back and haunt, oh, why do we have to use that word, um, haunt her old home. You know, she would be, if we can believe in the Leslie Flint tapes, then we can know that everybody's going to be okay when they go over. Right. Why? Yeah, she would not want to do 
let's let's yeah, let's. I pick, think I've, I've stated my case. I hope I have done so. Yeah, let's I pick, think I've done so. Let's come back to that in just a moment. I want to go to our phone lines. We've got a great friend of the program, Barry from North Carolina, joining us. Hey, Barry, welcome to the show. Hello there, JB. Golly, I'm sitting here laughing my butt off. I tell you what, this Gary <laughs> has got me laughing and giggling and. I tell you what, it's tough to get a question in edgewise, isn't it? He's got a lot of information <laughs> he's given us. He's trying to fit it all into a, what's a limited program. Um, you know, so we're trying to get it all squeezed in there. <laughs> Did you have a question for Gary? Yes, I do. But, JV, I'm sad that you're going off network, but I'll pick you up on YouTube. Uh, will you still be able to call into the show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nothing's changing. Nothing's changing like that. We just, we just, uh, we just are not going to renew our contract with Westwood One. So it's going to change things a little bit. Um, but we're still going to be here. We're still going to be doing a great program for you. Oh gosh, believe me, I love it too. Because thank you. you. You just do the greatest job. And Ryan, he's not there, I guess tonight. Not but, tonight. No. Nope. Uh, Say well, so long to him for, for that part. But yeah, um, first of all, Gary. Um, I believe totally that Marilyn Monroe was killed, and I feel like absolutely John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy had affairs with her. And I feel like that Robert was behind her murder more than John, but do you feel like John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy got what they had coming for being so and brutal and killing well, her. Yeah, uh, See, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, because he got it in the rest, he got it in the kitchen. Um, you know, it, he, he has brains blown out in the kitchen uh, of the uh, hotel in Los Angeles, Ambassador Hotel. Uh, yeah, they did have what you know they had coming to them. But we could go into millions of this. You know, I could do another show, or now I'm actually going to retire from doing shows. But you know. What happened to President Kennedy was that it was very obvious what happened to President Unless you're a, a total idiot that he was going to stop the Vietnam War, and they weren't going to allow that, and Johnson was going to go to jail, and, you know, there's no way they were going to allow the Vietnam War to be stopped. So he had to have his brains. And, you know, I've said this in a million interviews, that the only problem with the Kennedy assassination is not about Oswald. It's why was he riding in an open car to start with? Nobody ever asks this question. If you're a brilliant man, why are you riding in an open car or somebody? Okay, Bobby, yes. Let's talk about Bobby. Yes, he was going to end the mafia thing. He was going to, uh, you know, put up prompts of the mafia. And don't forget, the mafia has a lot of stronghold. So, yeah, so they got him. So that is, does that answer your question? Yeah. Uh, did they get what they deserved? I'm not a lord of karma. I am a, a believer in karma. Um, yeah, they got what they deserved. And don't forget that Bobby... Bobby, when he got his brains blown out in the kitchen, that was predicted by a psychic years before, and she even identified the kitchen. So now we have to talk about, you know, is the future fixed and all that stuff. So, I, know, so, so, so Gary, yeah. what, Gary, what you're saying here, and I think what Barry's point was, that their treatment of a lot of other people uh, may have uh, started them down to the road to what ultimately happened to them. Certainly that was a tragedy, regardless of how you look at it. Um, but they may have... Uh, kind of, um, you know, set, lit the fuse on all of that based on how they were treating other people. But when you talk about the ghostly activity in the house and you say it's not Marilyn's activity, is does Marilyn's activity show up anywhere else? No, it's actually an etheric reproduction of, you know, whatever Peter Underwood, and you can look him up to, you know, uh, said, you know, that it is a reproduction. It is a astral reproduction of, you know, something that happens. So, yes, you're seeing her, uh, okay. you know, uh, but you're not, it's not her self. Right. She's it's in the spirit world, wherever yeah. that is. It's so, not yeah. an, it's, I do not believe, you know, with all due respect to your friend, who I guess he's not on your show anymore. No, he, um, no, hold on, Gary, Gary, hold, stop. Okay, stop. Yeah. 
he he is part of the show. He's just has not been on in a while because he's working on a different program. So I'm spearheading this this no, radio project. No, no, way, I just so wanted you to know just, he is still affiliated. Really yeah. I, I gotta give this shout out before we get, we get cut off, and you know you're out of time. You know, I gotta get a, get a, get this out um, about Art Bell. Um, he died this year. And I would like all of your listeners to know that he was the most wonderful man. Great guy. And, you know, I always joke when I'm on these shows. I, how many of these shows have been on? I, don't, I, I, mean, I, I make this joke, and they, they don't get it. I'm east of the Rockies. Well, if you don't know <laughs> what that means, you don't know Art Bell. I tell you what. And I good tell, things. I tell you what, Gary. Great, great. I owe yeah. what I do. Okay, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I owe what I do, and so many others owe what they do to Art Bell opening the door and blazing a trail in a in a uh, segment. He did of, open the door. Yeah, in a segment of radio that uh, was unknown before he did it. And not only did he did he do it, oh. and not only did he open the door, but he did it better than anybody else did before him, and did. has since him. He did. Yeah, no question. Unfortunately, he had a lot of personal problems where, you know, I'm I'm quitting, now I'm not quitting, yeah, I'm quitting, yeah. I'm not quitting, right. you know, uh, my life has been threatened, you know, bad. and all that, you know, uh, you know all, all, all of that. Yeah. I will say this, and I hope you're, I'm sorry we don't have more time, more callers, you know, because I like the guy from North Carolina, um, is that, you know, if anybody's uh, life was ever going to be threatened about paranormal stuff, it would have been Stan Friedman. Yeah. Because yeah. he was, you know, all, and nobody ever threatened his life. We've had a question in our chat room, Gary, that I want to pass along. One of our chatters asks, huh? how can you be, I don't know, I guess the word is comfortable, knowing such, and this is the question, so I'll just ask it as, as it's written, knowing such dangerous details about this particular situation. Read into it. Well, what, the answer to that is let's go back to Stanton Friedman. How can you be? Uh, how could Stan be comfortable for forty years of bringing out the information about flying saucers and you know that the government is lying? And he was on my show five times when I was on WBT from nine to midnight. You know, strange but true. You know how? Okay, how can I be comfortable? Well, nobody killed Stan, and I don't think it's going to be is going to kill me. I mean, the problem, of course, is that if this was going to happen, it would have happened long, 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 long. Lots of people, okay, are you ready for this one? Sure. Were killed over Kennedy. They saw, you know, Grassy Knoll, whatever, and smoke, and, you know, the lady in the, whatever. Uh, yeah, and some of those people were killed. But we're, we're actually, yeah, no, I'm not worried. Uh, I am comfortable. And I would have to say that, you know, with Friedman and everything, with flying saucers, you know, nobody killed him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I do think it's important that, and I hope that your listeners will listen to this, people who are in positions of power always remain in positions of power, no matter what they have to do, e even if they have to kill to do it. And you've got this with uh, Miss Monroe, and you've got it with Kennedy. Uh, you know, he was really sorry. Uh, how to say, uh, he might have been a great president. Uh, personal life, forget it. Yeah. So, you know, he was you know, screwing everybody. So uh, the problem is, yeah, um, am I worried about putting this information out? No. Let's go back I'm to not the worried let's about go, let's, I'm not worried about it. And I'll tell you why I'm not worried about it. And and we can go into another show and another show if you ever want to have me back again. <laughs> is the earth life is so temporary that it doesn't matter anyway, right, you know, right, if somebody right. shoots me in the head tomorrow, I mean well, let's let's hope that is okay. Because I know where I'm going and you know, I know what happens after death and I've written books about it and yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, we could go on and on and on and on and on. Well, let's hope that, that doesn't... That is the answer to that question. All right, let's that hope, is the answer to that let's, question. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But let's let's go back to the politics 
of all of this. I mean, you know, we've we've hinted at it. We've brushed on it. Um, you know, we're talking about the fact that Marilyn Monroe was, and as you will reveal in your book, murdered because of a relationship with the Kennedys, specifically Bobby Kennedy, and that she was going to go public with this. What exactly do we think or do you know that she was going to go public with? Well, she was going to reveal that she was having an affair with Bobby Kennedy and that he had promised to marry her. That's it. There's nothing else to it. So it's no more complicated than that. He said he was going to leave Ethel and, you know, marry her, and nothing like that was ever going to happen. And it would have destroyed his reputation had this gotten out. It would have completely destroyed his reputation, um, as it would have done his brother. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, he was having a sexual relationship with her, and she, again, a good girl, a nice girl, a sweet girl, a stupid girl, you know, not so smart, not so bright, um, believed it all. So, yeah, it would have destroyed his reputation. You know, you said you were going to marry me, and you are the Attorney General of the United States. Blank you, blank you. Thank you. I am going to take you down. I'm Meryl Monroe. Well, yeah. Hey, guess what, kids? Uh, if she kept her mouth shut and just done it. When I say kept her mouth yeah. shut, I don't mean she shouldn't have had the press conference. Never told anybody about it. She still might be 90 years old today. Who knows? And that's I don't what, know. And that's but what... I will say this. Susan didn't lie. And she said on those previous days... Um, she was happy, and there was no thing about, you know, feeling suicidal or anything like that. You know, they were going to renew the contract on something's got to give. Okay, she didn't show up for work, you know, whatever. But, yeah, but they were going to renew that, and she had nothing. You know, it was a silver lining. So, you know. So in the uh, middle again, of all you know, of that. I have the- an agenda. I have an agenda. People in power always um, find a way to stay in power. And this has to do with religion and, you know, crap that I don't believe in, you know, Roman Catholicism and, you know, believe this, believe that, Jesus did this, you know. These are the people in power. And believe me, there are a lot of people in this country who are controlled by the power of religion, who believe that if they don't believe, it is the people in power who are making the controls, you know. So we have a lot of karma. And again, I go back and I use that word over and over again. Everything is karma. Every, every thought you think or everything you do is karma. Good, bad, and different. Hey, there's good karma, too. Yeah, okay, so everything is karma. I would say to that answer is that I am not afraid. Okay, there you so go. There's your answer. That's you just a, got it. That's a good, straightforward answer. I want to continue to talk about what Marilyn was about to do. She was going to... Did she schedule a press conference, Gary? Was that already scheduled to take no. place? It no. wasn't. So she was talking no, she about doing that. it. Okay. Uh, she told a guy, and I'm sorry I don't know his name, on Malibu Beach, um, when they went down to have, you know, because she was, you know, a lot of mental problems and she needed somebody sure, to talk yeah. to, you know. So she went down, and this was a guy I think she was involved with like years ago, you know, and she said, this is what I'm going to do. And he advised her not to do it. Um, he advised her not to talk about it. And, you know, um, no, she did not schedule okay. anything uh, at all. But, you know, the fact is that they all knew that even if this was not the Monday or whatever, it would come out. I mean, you know, right. she eventually, had, sure. Look, she had. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't going to go on. And we're talking about the reputations of two of the most important people in the world. Yeah, the President of the United States and, you know, his brother. Yeah, uh, uh, she's going to restore, uh, uh, destroy the reputations. Yeah. Uh, hello? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. And i got to tell you that it's really sad because of the karma. 
of where they are now. You don't have to believe in spiritualism or, you know, I'm a spiritualist, you know, life after that. The karma they're experiencing now is horrible. There's no, you know, hell burning yeah. fire or anything like that. You know, religion, religion hell. But there is a hell of your own making, which you yourself had made by your own karma. So they are experiencing that in the in that uh, after death state. Um, there have been a couple of communications where you know Kennedy came through and talked about it. In the Leslie Flint communications, uh, she says herself, um, "I did not kill myself." You can look up Leslie Flint. It's L I S L E S L I E. Leslie was a man's, not not. L-Y, not a woman. And I want to say that anybody that wants to know about what life's all about better investigate these tapes because that tells you, you know, the answers to everything. We had, <coughs> if we had a thousand radio shows, you know, we could communicate so much. Now, I'm not worried. I'm not afraid. But I am have to tell you that it's so sad when people in power have this power and they wield that power, and they think they're going to get away with it. Nobody gets away with it. Gary Nobody is... Gets, he wanted to stop the Vietnam War. Uh, Johnson was a crook. Uh, I'm going to get hate letters now. Uh, <laughs> Johnson was a crook. Yeah, X, Y, and Z. Okay, so I know I'm just blabbering no, it's okay, on. Gary, this, is the way, this is the way my interviews it works. go. It's fine. Gary, no, just, go ahead. you know, we look at this situation with Marilyn Monroe. We look at the president of the United States, and it was a bit of an unusual to for a president to have his brother uh, named attorney general. So there was a, um, you know, there's a unique situation going on there uh, in the quote-unquote halls of power. But can we look anywhere else in history and see anything that might even compare to that type of situation where a woman or a man had been silenced because of, because of a sexual relationship with someone in power like that from uh, in the U.S. federal government. Does anything else compare to that? Um, actually, not that I know of, really. Yeah, it's pretty unique, Not that right? I know of. You know, I mean, this is a major is, thing. Um, and a little bit of a side slip here. You know, no, not with anybody in history where, uh, in religion, people were silenced, uh, you know, and shut up, you know, because, you know, they knew too much. And, yeah, but that's know, a little bit different all, still. You know, a little bit different yeah, still when you're talking about much. the president of the United States and his brother, who was the attorney general of the United States at the time. I mean, this is a pretty monumental point in American history that may have been just kind of swept under the rug as a as a celebrity, you know, oops, oopsie doopsie kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't forget that we're talking about two guys with a lot of power who thought they could get away with everything. Right, exactly. So, yes, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm blanking her, and, and, you know, I'm doing it, and the, my brother's doing it, too. And unfortunately, I said this three times, she was a nice girl, but a stupid girl. Yeah. Nice. She believed that they loved her. Yeah, well. She believed it. So, yeah, yeah there's where the problem came in. Hello, yeah. everybody. We have a couple minutes yeah, left here. the problem was she was... Uh, believing, you know, and, you know, she wasn't a hateful girl or anything like that. She believed that they loved her. When she found out that they didn't, uh, then the problems began. Right. Uh, you have lied to me. You are not the man I thought you were. Uh, I will tell the world. Well, guess what? Then, uh, and she did come through Leslie Flint mentioned his name five times now, um, somewhere to say, I wish I could come back and tell the world. Well, you know, unfortunately, you can't come back and tell the world. You know, I would like, hello, I know we, no, no, we could do a show on this if you like. Uh, I would like uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy to come back and tell the world. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to hate letters. Uh, that Lee Harvey Oswald had nothing to do with his murder. He was in the lunchroom at the time, and 
and he has five witnesses to that, and it was all uh, a patsy. And Kennedy doesn't have a voice to say that because um, he's dead. Yeah, but yeah, no, I would like him to be able to come back and tell the world and all the liars, all the liars who have lied through the centuries uh, about this conspiracy will pay that karma. Yeah. They will pay that oh they will pay that karma. You know, you know, there was only one shooter in the sixth floor museum. Well, blank the sixth floor museum. There shouldn't be any <laughs> sixth floor museum. You know, there has to be, you know, something uh where, you know, there is justice done. Sadly, he cannot. He does not have that voice. He does not have Mr. Flint yeah. <laughs> and his ectoplasmic box or whatever, you know. Um, and don't forget that the Kennedys were Catholics. So to come back through a medium would have been, you know, like evil to them in their mind, you know. Spiritualism, you know, communicating through medium psychics, you know. So, yeah, the Kennedys were Catholics, so it probably would have never taken that opportunity um, anywhere. Again, my point, people in power remain in power. Gary, when How does... do they do it? They just well yeah, in, in this I case just go on, don't in, I? no no in this in this case <laughs> they killed somebody all right listen we're, we're just sadly out of time Gary but uh, we don't know when the book is coming out but do you have a sense will be neither do I you said maybe five years is it really going to take that long for you I mean not that that's unusual but, I don't know yeah Freedom of Information Act is blocking me yeah. in every way I can and you know with Stanton Friedman you know he went to sixteen presidential libraries but he you know he had the Freedom of Information Act. As long as I can get more information, maybe it will be speeded up. We okay. don't know. Right. Anyway, thank you for having me today. And, you know, please invite your uh, listeners to email me about questions. I'm more than happy. You know, and I'm not worried about being killed. You know, I, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Well, we okay. hope so. We Thanks hope so, so because we want you back on the program. Again, uh, Gary, your uh, web address is GaryWilliamsParanormal.com. Is the email address right there for people? It's right there. It's yeah. Gary at Gary Williams. Wow, Perfect. what an amazing similarity. <laughs> it's, it's Gary at Gary Williams uh, com. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being it's here. Have a great early morning here. No, I understand. And I am actually going back to bed. You should. You should. <laughs> and, and, and have yourself a, a very a happy new year, too, Gary. Thanks for being here. We'll have you back on when, the, uh, when we get another chance. So Matt, thank you to Matt Birch filling in for Orion tonight in the control booth. We appreciate that as well. All right. So um, just a couple things that I've got to remind you about. Okay. Tonight, tonight is the last live program that will be heard on terrestrial radio stations. Tomorrow night will be a best of also on the terrestrial radio stations. But after that, uh, we will no longer be on terrestrial radio stations. We are moving the program to a completely digital delivery system. That means in order to participate, listen, be involved, whatever it takes, we will want you to go to YouTube because that's where we will be doing our streaming. We will stream live on YouTube and we will do that just like we're doing it now. Uh, go to YouTube, search for JV Johnson. When you find the channel, subscribe and hit the notification icon. That way you'll get a reminder. You'll get a reminder when we go live. It'll tell you on your smartphone or whatever other device you're going to access YouTube on. A lot of TVs have a direct access to YouTube now. So do that. Also, um, we are will be available as a podcast. That'll continue as well. Our podcast continues to grow tremendously. We're getting tens of thousands of downloads a day, which is amazing. And we thank everyone who has chosen to listen to the program as a podcast. That's a great way to participate as well. And then also one more reminder, starting January 6th, that's in what, just a week and a half or whatever it happens to be, we are going to move the show ahead an hour. It'll start one hour earlier, 11 p.m. Eastern instead of midnight. It'll go 11 p.m. Eastern till 1 a.m., and that allows all our listeners to also join Coast to Coast Live when that program starts on radio stations all around the country. So, you know, I'm trying to make it, everybody, make it easy for everybody. That's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for being here. It's Beyond Reality Radio.
Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and J.V. Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Intercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.taps. For J.V. Johnson, follow at J.V.J. Paranormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at SlickEddieEdwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.